Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. You are listening to our weekly class, Navigate and Master the Prayer Book, with Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. Let's start from the beginning of where we left off last week. A little reminder about the scope of this particular class. The scope of this class is not learning to lead morning services. It's not learning to be an expert. It's not learning to do deep dives in the history of where our liturgy came from. The idea is to learn to navigate services like a professional member of the congregation. I want you to feel like you have ownership over this liturgy. Like when you walk into services, you know what you're doing, like you know where we are. And even if you were to walk into another set of services in a place other than what you would call your home spiritual community, that you would be able to say, I know where we are. I get a sense of what we're doing. And if you walked into this class, or if you're listening to this, and you're thinking, I kind of already know what happens during weekday services, that this gives you that extra bit of expertise for you to say, ah, I see what they did here. I see that we're doing something a little bit different. Or I noticed that today must be a special day, because there's a change here in the liturgy. Or this must be a special prayer book, because there's a change here in the liturgy. So last time, we dove into the weekday Sidor by looking at the beginning warm-up liturgy called Birkot HaShachar. And we talked a little bit about the beginning liturgy that we do even at home, even before we get to the synagogue. We talked about how in Israel, still to this day, we don't start from Birkot HaShachar in the synagogue space, but we actually do those morning blessings. We do them at home with the morning rituals this is also true on Shabbat as well. And then we go into the Shacharit uh, service. But before we can get into that, we need to warm up. And those warm up services are called Pesuke de Zimra. We didn't talk about this last week, but that phrase is Aramaic for Pesukim Shel Zimra, verses of song or poetry. Last week, we spent a lot of time talking about the three elements of prayer or the three elements of every prayer book. And those three elements are poetry, blessings, and excerpts from the biblical canon. And what we looked at last week is how so many elements from the very beginning of services from Birkot Shachar and Pesuke de Zimra, where we started digging in last week and where we'll pick up today, are crossovers between those two categories. Like, for example, Shirat Hayam, which we'll look at a little bit more in depth today, which is both a piece of poetry and obviously comes from our biblical canon because it's found in Parshat Beshalach in the middle of the book of Shemot of Exodus. So that falls into both of those categories, right? So we spoke about those warm-up services. We spoke about getting into the beginnings of prayer. And let's take a look at that prayer skeleton altogether. I'm going to share with you in the chat link once again to that prayer skeleton, which I remind you, if you're pretty tactile and you like to, uh, to take notes on your own while we're going through this, you can make a copy of this document for yourself and you can take your own notes on it if you'd like to. I'm also going to share the screen so that you can take a look at this with me and we'll look from the very beginning. 
So, like I said, we started with rising from sleep with gratitude with these words modani or modani. We took a look at where the weekday sidor shows that altogether. We also see entering the prayer space. We we skipped a little bit over that matovu. We aren't going to pay too much attention to that because again, that's not really folded into the liturgy that we say altogether. So it's not something that you need to navigate. And then we got into Birkota Shachar, Blessings of the Dawn. We talked a little bit about the choreography and how that's where we actually start services altogether. And we start with a certain melody. We begin with weekday minor. We spoke about the word Nusach and this idea of the music of the liturgy and how Nusach is the combination of mode and motif. The mode being minor and motifs being series of notes that are used over and over to tell us what time and what season we're in Jewishly. So weekday minor goes like this. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher natan lesech vivina leavchin min yomuvein layla. And each of the blessings are said in that formula. And we continue all the way through Pesuke de Zimra in exactly that nusach in that mode and with those motifs as well. And we begin with standing choreography, and then we sit down when we finish those series of blessings, and we stay seated until we get to the different Kaddishes. We spoke about the choreographies that are optional when it comes to these two different Kaddishes. Highlighted in red here are the different pieces that are Devarim, Shabbat Dusha, that are reliant on having a minion, a prayer quorum in the room. Everything else, though, can be said on your own, because again, you could be doing it at home, right? So that gets us through Birkota Shachar. That's what we looked at last week. And now we're looking at Pesuke de Zimra. We're looking at these verses of psalm or song that begins on page 16. These are paginations in that newer 1999 edition of Sidor Sim Shalom, lovingly referred to as the Slim Shalom, which you might have in gray or in red. If you're looking at it in the a uh, thick blue smaller edition from 1985 or the larger hardback edition that I think Dan had in his hand in that edition. I believe you can find it on page 22 or something like that because we begin on page 10 there with Birkota Shachar. I don't have that one directly in front of me right now. When we look at Pesuke uh, de Zimra, we also begin that section of the prayers standing. Same Nusach, no switch in Nusach and no switch in prayer leader at that point. So neither the musical modality nor the prayer leader switches at that point, but we do rise in acknowledgement of the beginning of the new section and in the acknowledgement of the new blessing that's going to get us started. Baruch she'amar olam. Blessed is the one who spoke and brought the world into being. It is a poem that ends in a blessing. Melech mehulal batishbachot the sovereign one who is praiseworthy in praises, exalted in praises, lifted up in praises. And then we continue with Pasuke de Zimra for quite some time. We're going to look in depth at Pasuke de Zimra in just a minute, and then we'll continue to Shacharit after that. But before we do, I'll stop the screen share and I'll open to any questions about what I reviewed. So anything about what I went over that you have questions about or thoughts about before I move on? Denise, go for it. Um, just a comment. So when I was saying the prayers this week, I was thinking to myself, 
long blessing excerpt thankful you know like i i felt like i knew what was going on because i did know what was going on <laughs> so that and was it made it really like i felt much more connected great i'm so glad you felt more connected and I'm glad that you reminded me that we talked about also long blessing last week and this idea that blessings are formulated in different ways and that sometimes we start a blessing and then we get so carried away, it gets so long that we have to restart the blessing formula again at the end, which is exactly what we're going to look at with Baruch Shemar in just a minute. So that was great. Thank you for that reminder. I'm glad it, it's working for you this week. Great. Okay. Should we look at the prayer book? I think we should get into uh, Pesuke de Zimra. And today, in particular, I'm going to begin focusing a little bit for the sake of the particular crowd that's here in the Zoom room, and also for the sake of those who might be listening along. I'm going to focus a little bit on a little bit on the Nusach, but mostly on the structure here, how it differentiates a little bit from what we do on Shabbat morning. So beginning here, and then as we get into Shacharit as well, I want to pay attention a little bit comparatively between how we function on weekday mornings and how we function on Shabbat mornings with prayer, because they're ostensibly the same parallel structure, but there are departures here that are really important that help us to notice what it is that we're doing differently on Shabbat morning. In the case of Pesuke de Zimra, which we're about to dive into, on Shabbat mornings, we're adding. That's not always the case. When we get to Shacharit, we're going to get past the Shema and the blessings before and after it. And when we get to the Amidah, it's actually the case that the Amidah for Shabbat contracts. Right? But in the sections before it, it's that on Shabbat, we're making additions for the most part, right? So noticing where the prayers expand and contract, where they change and don't change can be really interesting if your point of reference for the prayer book is primarily Shabbat morning. That might not be the case for everybody who is here, for everybody who's listening. But for many people, I think for morning services, your point of reference is likely to be Shabbat morning. So I want to point that out starting here. Let's take a look at Baruch Shemar together. I'll share the screen. Hi, Jen. Here we go. Okay. So let's begin with Baruch Shemar, which we do on both Shabbat and weekday mornings. And I'll start by saying, as I think I did last time, but I'd have to look back at my own recording and listen back to my own recording, that the real difference on Shabbat morning versus a weekday morning is the music. So when we start on a weekday morning, we are starting in the same musical mode, but it's the motifs that make the difference. On Shabbat morning, we're in a mode that we sometimes refer to as the Nishmat mode or the Pesuke de Zimra mode for Shabbat morning. And on weekday mornings, we stay in the same weekday minor mode. Does that make sense, right? So, uh, right, sorry, I think I just bespoke there. On, uh, we stay in the same place, we stay in the same mode, whether we're on a Shabbat morning, or whether we're on a weekday morning. On Shabbat morning, we're staying in the same uh, 
Birkota Shachar or Pesuke de Zimra mode as we would for all of Shabbat morning. On a weekday morning, we stay in the same Nusach mode as we would for oh, for Birkota Shachar or for Pesuke de Zimra of a weekday morning. So there's not a change that happens there, nor is there a change in, in the person who's leading the service, in the Shaliach or Shlichat Zibor. But there is a little bit of a of a um there there's a substantial difference between what it, this exact same liturgy sounds like on a weekday and what it sounds like on a Shabbat morning. So on a Shabbat morning it sounds like this. Right? We're already into a major mode. That's the mode that we're in on Shabbat morning. So we're in major. If you're in a weekday morning, we're just in weekday minor. What's your role? If you're a member of the congregation, if you're a member of the kahal at this point, if you're listening, if you're not the person leading, first of all, you'll be invited to rise. Second of all, you can do this a little bit out loud, but you're basically singing this and saying this to yourself. Ideally, you're saying every word of this page to some extent. You can always, always say any of these words in English if it's easier for you, if the facility with the English is just easier. And you've got a lot of the transliteration here to help you get through that first top paragraph here. And then the bottom paragraph ends with a blessing. If you hang back while the leader says the blessing, Baruch Melech you can say, Amen. That could be your job there if you wait for the leader to say the blessing. And then when we finish with this page, we as the congregation are seated. And we continue from there. The way that the rest of Pesuke de Zimra functions is the following. Each of the Psalms of Pesuke de Zimra has a peticha and a chatima. Now, these are, first of all, they fit into two categories of our three categories of a prayer service. Each of these is a poem, and each of these is a piece of biblical liturgy, because they are all, actually almost everything, but not absolutely everything in Pesuke de Zimra come out of Tehillim, come out of the Book of Psalms. But some of these come out of Divrei Hayamim, some of these come out of other places in later writings in the Bible. But all of them are biblical quotes. And most of them are poetic, also in nature. Every one of them has an opening few words and a closing few words. The job of the prayer leader is to let you know where they are at any given time. And they're going to do that in Nusach. So they're going to let you know at the top of page 17. And then they're going to mumble. They're going to mumble, 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 mumble until they get where? What happens after that? To the square. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, prayer leaders are going to come in where the square is, because that usually represents the chatima, lachtom, to seal, to finish off. 
Most of the time, that's where they're going to come in. Sometimes, though, the editors of the C-Door made a choice that are a little bit different than other traditions of where we close off. This is actually a great example of one, which is why I'm bringing it up here, because some other C-Door name, in fact, Daniel, the one in front of you may even have it here. I'm not sure. The other one, the 1985 one, if you check in that one, again, I keep looking, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, some Sidorim have the Khatima beginning here. Ki gadol Adonai mulab nehod, v'norahu al-kol v'elohim, ki kol elohei ha-mim elilim, v'adonai shamayim So sometimes they may begin a little bit earlier, but they're going to finish at the end of the psalm no matter what, or at the end of the reading no matter what. Does that make sense? So it may confuse you, because it's at the discretion of the prayer leader to start a little bit higher up if they want to, right? They might start in a little bit higher in the psalm. And then they move to the next page, to the next peticha. Is everybody following? You see what I'm saying? This is now on page 18. And now at the bottom of the page. And again, this is another great example. Here are two sets of lines about Romamu. Some people will start here at the first two sets of lines about Romemu. Some will start here. Romemu Adonai Eloheinu vehishtachavu lehar kodcho ki kadosh Adonai Eloheinu. And then they go to the next page. Page 19. Lehu rachum yichaperava velo yashchit. And oh look, don't miss it. This page, do you see where it's divided into two? Do you see how there's another square right here in the middle of the page? So the prayer leader is going to break in in the middle of this page and tell you that they're stopping here. And they're starting here. Right? So sorry to interrupt, but you're absolutely right. It's, a, it's one sentence before. Right. So, so Dan, I'm going to go back to that page to show everybody. Going back to page 17, you, right. you're saying at the bottom of this reading from Divreha Yamim, they start back at Kiga Dola Donayim Hulameod, right? That's where the box is, right? Yeah. So it just proves to you that these places where we come in and go out are really a matter of discretion. Okay? It's a matter of it's a the the tool, the purpose here is just the following. We are trying to strike a balance here. When it comes to a prayer leader at the front of the room at this time in Pesuke de Zimra and people who are praying in their seats, we're trying to strike a balance of private prayer and public prayer. What do I mean by that? What I mean is we're trying to keep on pace with each other, but this really is a private prayer practice, right? This is not us trying to fulfill obligation by means of a of a prayer leader doing something on our behalf. The person who's leading services isn't doing anything for any one of us during that time. We're just all praying in parallel and they're setting kind of a pace for us. They're letting us know where they are. Do you have to follow their pace? Well, the answer is, is <laughs> I mean, you definitely do not have to follow their pace. You absolutely do not have to follow their pace is the answer. There is a consequence to not following their, there are several consequences to not following the pace of the prayer leader. All right. I want to name two of them as we, as we get there. 
One is practical and one is more the philosophy slash halakha of prayer. But we'll get there in a second. Let me go back to where I was on uh, the middle of 19. When you got get to the bottom of this one, and then the prayer leader comes back in and finishes at the top of page 20. Some people stand for this psalm, but only some. You could be some. Are you some? I don't know. Am I some? I'm not sure. Sometimes I stand for it. Sure. There are some traditions to stand for it, some not. This is a really important point in the prayer service because this is the breaking point where right here in services meaning right at the end of at the end of this page at the end of the hoshia tamecha insertion this is where if it were a festival or shabbat a bunch of additional psalms would be inserted so the weekday pesuke de zimra service is like a regular size oreo and then like festival and Shabbat makes it double stuffed and they stick it in right here, right? Or I guess it would be more like a club sandwich. Does club sandwich have like three layers? Is that a thing? Right? Did I get that right? I don't know how sandwiches work. I'm clearly mixing all my metaphors, but basically it's like an additional layer. Okay. It's like another floor stuck in there and it's stuck in always, always, always right here. And you can see it right here. The Psalms for a festival are recited, and then it gives you the page numbers right here, right in this spot. You got it? So this is the spot right here in the service, and on that, on those days, this Psalm would be omitted. Okay. And then, even on those days, we come back to this very same spot. And if it were Shabbat, we'd be in a different musical mode. But because it's weekday, we're still in weekday minor. And we finish with And again, this is just the prayer leader setting the pace at the beginning and at the end of each of these paragraphs. And then we get to Ashrei. Here's where I want to say the two things about what happens if you don't keep up with the pace of the prayer leader. Number one, if you don't keep up with the pace of the prayer leader, Eventually, since we're almost getting there to the end of Pesuke de Zimra, you are going to hit a point where if you don't keep up with the pace of the prayer leader, we're going to transition into the Shacharit service itself, and you may not have finished Pesuke de Zimra. So you've got to figure out if your pace isn't the prayer leader's pace, what is your pace? That's all. Second, there there is an idea that gets sussed out, it gets teased out in rabbinic literature about what the minimum is required to complete Pesuke de Zimra. The rabbis ask this question based on the idea, what if you come to synagogue late? Ha ha ha, like Jews would come to synagogue late. I mean, but actually, it's a very good question. What happens if you come late? What are you supposed to do as your minimum of a uh, Pesuke de Zimra service? Their answer is this. You should do Baruch Shamar, Ashrei, and we're getting to it in a minute, Psalm 150. If you have time, you should also add Psalm 148. I would add, if you have time, you could add Shiratayam too. But in order to know that you're going to minimally do those things, right? If you're going to buy into, if you bear with me on this, 
If you buy into the import of the rabbinic system as the skeleton upon which you're building your own worship itself, if this structure is what gives life to your own worship practices, right? Your own spiritual practices are, are built on the authenticity of this rabbinic conversation as mine are, as many people's are. Authenticity. Wait, you, you, you cut out. I didn't hear you. Can you still hear me now? Now I can. Now you can hear me. If you can, if you can buy, if you want to buy into that idea that, uh, if you want to buy into the idea that there is authenticity to this rabbinic system and you like the conversation that there is a fixed minimum and that there's reason and good reason to that fixed minimum in the in this authentic system, that there is good reason to say you should start with a blessing and land on Ashrei because Ashrei is something that we say several times a day and that you should finish with the last psalm of the book of Psalms because that's a nice symbolic gesture. Well, then you've got to pace yourself that way, right? So you've got to make it to those. So if you're not following the pace of the prayer leader themselves, then you've got to pace yourself somehow. So I'm pointing out to you where the ashray falls in the whole structure of it, because you want to make your way back to, can you hear me again? Sorry, it was just a crackle on my on my microphone. Your audio for me? Is sources, I think, is what's happening. Yeah, it's it's switched back. I don't know why my focus rate does that sometimes, but we have magical fairies who will help me on this recording. I hope because they're very nice and helping polish up where it cracks through. So, um, uh, so I was going to say is that that the that what I really really hope is that. Um, is that you see that there's a value to saying, you know, I like that the rabbis think that it's possible that I can't make it all the way through Pesuke to Zimmer every time, and that I might even find value in relying um, a priori, right? B- uh, before the fact, I might rely on the idea that I don't even wait until I'm late to synagogue to say I'm going to do a minimal version of Pesuke de Zimra just so I can linger a little more because these words are tough, right? But that while I do that, I'm going to do it based on the outline that the rabbis suggest, which is start with Baruch Shamar and at least make it to these, as I, I love this phrase that Rabbi Klickfeld often uses, an archipelago of prayer, these little tiny islands of prayer we're going to make it to. Okay, so I wanted to lay that out for you as an idea that you'll make it to Ashrei. And that let's look at the next few. Remember, peticha chatima, the opening, the close or or you're ignoring it and that's okay. Or you're doing it in English and that's okay. So here's the next psalm. And then notice, by the way, the structure of this Psalm 145, Psalm 146, Psalm 147. Are you seeing a pattern? Psalm 148, Psalm 149, and finally, Psalm 150, the last of the book of Psalms, which is familiar to so many people. It's all the different instruments with which we might praise God. Kol hallelujah, kol hallelujah, hallelujah. Every living creature should praise God. And then here's a really important choreographic point. I stand here. 
other people wait to stand until the next paragraph. I stand right at the end of Psalm 150. Others choose to stand at the following paragraph, Vayavarech David et Adonai le'inei kol And then we have several anticipatory paragraphs, one page worth, that lead us up to the Song of the Sea. We begin quoting the scripture itself, the the, the canonical poetry, two categories, of Az Yashir here on page 27, if you're looking at the Slim Shalom. And we go through the entire Song of the Sea. And we end with Adonai Imloch Leolam Va'ed, Adonai Imloch Leolam Va'ed. And then a little quote from Tehillim to end the entirety of Pesuke de Zimra. So Pesuke de Zimra gets us up to Psalm 150, then Tequila Adonai Hamlucha, this little paragraph. And then we end. You can ignore this. This is an extra little poem. People love poems. They stick it in cedars. That's great. I love that cedarim are full of poetry. It's just extra. What's this doing here? I don't know. Somebody thought it was very nice. You can ignore it. We end here, okay? Some people get fancy and they anticipate the change in the Nusach and the change in the prayer leader by changing the end of this paragraph towards the Nusach they're about to go to, the music that they're about to go to, which is the music of Shacharit itself. Adonai Echad, Ushemo Echad. That's the music of Shacharit. So some people anticipate that music a little bit. And this is the break at the end of Pesuke de Zimra itself. So we end Pesuke de Zimra standing at the Song of the Sea. Right? We end it standing at the Song of the Sea. So the structure, to go back to it one more time, we've got to move this out of my way, one second. The structure of it, one more time, to go back to this is Baruch Shamar, a bunch of psalms and biblical readings for every day, Ashrei, Psalm 150, Shirat Hayam, this tiny paragraph, Ki Ladonai HaMalucha, and that's your oral clue. After we finish the Song of the Sea, that little paragraph, Ki Ladonai HaMalucha, is your little tiny oral clue that we're about to switch prayer leaders, and that we're about to go into Shacharit itself. I'm going to leave this on the screen and open to questions before we switch over to Shacharit. Thoughts, questions? In, in terms of the minor versus the major. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm just assuming because Shabbat is a festival, that that's why it's in the major key, right, versus minor during the week. So, uh, not necessarily at all. Because on Shabbat morning, when we get to Shacharit, at this point in the service, on Shabbat morning, we would go to a minor key. And major and minor, major being happy or festive, is only considered such in certain Western cultures. And so Jews who are from other parts of the world wouldn't even necessarily agree with that sort of <laughs> diagnosis, right? Uh, or prescription. And... Um, it's simply the Nusach that became the tradition out of the Eastern European customs and the countries from which we've collected those traditions. So there's a collection of countries that became Ashkenaz. That actually, the Jews from the Western parts of Europe 
migrated to, uh, immigrated to, no, migrated to, uh, and they uh, collected all of these different tunes together and they became a collection of traditions. And those traditions are what we call the Nuschaot of the, of the um, Ashkenazi tradition. And those are what we sing from. Uh, and on Shabbat mornings, it just so happens that we use this one major thing in the morning, but then we switch over to which is a minor modality. So major just minor, the way it is. just the way it is. And then we go into <laughs> Fregish after that, which sounds like Fiddler on the Roof. Now then to your point about Ashkenazi traditions. So is it with uh, Sephardic, is it different or is it just what they happen to, you know? Yeah. So it's different in two ways. One is that musically, it's very different. The modality that they use is very, very different. Secondarily, it's it's different in a, in a completely, um, uh, I would say, surprising and sometimes confounding way if you're not used to that tradition. And they would probably say the same in the inverse and visiting an Ashkenazi synagogue if they're not used to that tradition. I say it in the first person visiting uh, synagogues of Sephardi backgrounds which is that there isn't this rhythm of going quiet and then getting loud together and then everybody going quiet and coming back together loudly. Rather, everything is done in an out loud chant. So it is a constant togetherness of out loud chant and noise. And it's really beautiful and a bit cacophonous and invites participation through all, especially when there's a long series of psalms together. So it's a very Ashkenazi thing to do this whole peticha, and then everybody gets quiet, and then everybody gets loud again. Any other thoughts or questions, particularly on Pesuke de Zimra, or on the idea of the weekday morning starting, or how it's different than Shabbat? Okay, Shachrit. Before we get into Shachrit, stop the screen share for a moment, and I want to share something that's a little bit broader culturally about participation, participating in the service. I want to introduce a concept about participating in the serve, 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 the the serve, 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 it's going to sound silly and simplistic, but here it is. Green light and yellow light and red light moments in the service for talking. Okay? It's it's not choreography as in bodily choreography in the service, but it is really important choreography to know and understand in the service. When is it okay to just be chatting? When is it kind of okay, but you should really be whispering to a neighbor or limiting talking? And when is the ideal that we're not disrupting the prayer service or interrupting the person talking? Some of these norms are some of these norms are really specific to the synagogue that you're in, and some of these norms, most of them, are really general norms about how a traditional service is supposed to run. And the most important one comes right here. Okay. And that is the idea 
that from the start, particularly from Yishtabach, but even better if you can make it happen from Baruch Shamar, but particularly on a weekday morning from Yishtabach, we try not to disrupt any of the prayer service of our own prayer service, meaning our, our own recitation of the services. We try not to disrupt it with any chatter from this moment until we've finished the recitation of our own private Amidah. So the ideal situation is that from the moment that we personally recite, Yishtabach Shimcha La'ad Malkeinu, which we're about to get to, till we finish our own private recitation of the Amidah, we do not chatter at all. We don't say anything but the words themselves of the liturgy. We're trying not to disrupt that liturgy. I would call that a red light window, if possible, in the liturgy. We're trying to keep it uninterrupted, particularly because the Shema is found within it. It's considered a unit of prayer. We try not to disrupt it, and it's the reason why we shy away from making page announcements. It explains why, if you were to log on to Zoom services tomorrow morning at 7.30, right as we're switching prayer leaders, you would hear Michael Harris say, um, Paul or Avi or whoever, will you please lead us in Shachrit? Great, thank you. Uh, Yishabach is found on page 29. Baruch is found on page, or, I, we're not doing Baruch on Zoom, but this is found on this page. This is found on this page. You'll find Shachrit on this page. Uh, after this, you may be seated. And then there are no announcements until the Amidah, because we're trying our very best not to interrupt it. It's also the reason why if you're in a traditional synagogue space and it's a Torah reading day, you'll find that this is a time during services when honors are not handed out in the service because we're not going to go up randomly and say, hi, good morning. Would you like to take the second Aliyah to the Torah during this time? It's also not that long a time. You'll see how quickly this goes because this is pretty short because, as I said before, on a Shabbat morning, there's liturgy added. So a weekday service is pretty darn short, right? Even the space between Yishtabach, which we're about to look at, and Barhu, is really short. Because does anybody here, without looking at your Sidor, does anybody here know what would happen right after Kilad Onai HaMalucha Umoshel Bagoyim, that little paragraph after Azashir? What happens on Shabbat morning after that paragraph without looking at your Sidor? Does anyone know? I'll give you a hint. It's a poem, and we often sing it. I'll even hum it a little. But Well, I'll hum, I'll hum the part we go into. It's two entire pages of a really long poem, which is entirely optional anyway, but not optional because it's a great poem, right? So of course we do it on Shabbat and festivals when we're doing services. It's a bridge between Pasuke de Zimra and Shacharit proper. But on a weekday, it's just not there. It just doesn't exist in the prayer book. So the whole thing is just tighter. It's tighter for a lot of reasons. First of all, Shabbat, it just has more... There's, there's kavod there, right? Shabbat has more regalness. It's just Shabbat is Shabbat. Secondly, though, what do you need to do on a weekday morning? 
you can unmute yourselves and say get to work yeah you got to get to work you got to get to school you gotta live your life right so we got to move on so we've got to get this done quickly so weekday morning services are chick jock they are they're moving along so we are going to take a look at the beginning of Shacharit together and we're going to take a look at how it's tight as a as a liturgical unit particularly next to Shabbat services I'm not going to show you on the screen side by side with Shabbat liturgy, but if it's interesting to you to pull out a Shabbat Sidor and have it next to you, you're welcome to pull out a Shabbat Sidor and have it next to you and open it up to Shabbat morning services to look at it. I'll point out where there are some differences and similarities, and you'll see where things get stretched a little bit on Shabbat. But obviously... The first thing that we're going to notice, in addition to Nishmat being missing, let me share my screen again, is the music. Because whereas on a weekday here, we're switching to, sorry, whereas on Shabbat, we're switching to Nishmat here on a weekday, we are switching to Yishtabach Shimcha Laad Malkeinu. Now, what happens on Shabbat after we finish those two big old pages of Nishmat? We switch to Shochenad Marom Vikadosh Shemo, right? We have Shochenad Uvmakalot Rivavot Amachab Yisrael. So there's still yet more liturgy. There's Ha'el Betatsumotu Zecha, which is where we begin on festivals. Then the paragraph of Shochenad Marom Vikadosh Shemo. Then the paragraph of Uvmakalot. Those three paragraphs, the whole page, also just not there on a weekday. And then Yishabach. You just have to believe me, it's identical. But you could look at it yourself if it's interesting to you. So the only difference between Yishabach on a weekday and on Shabbat morning is, what's the difference? The music. That's it. That's it. It's just the music, Annie. Which is why I, as a cantor, thank you for that great answer. It's why I believe so deeply in getting that Nusach right. Because when you switch over to doing Yishabach, if we do Yishabach Shimcha Lahad Malkeinu on a Tuesday morning, well, come on, that doesn't get us in the mood for Tuesday at work or school or whatever, right? We we want to be in the mood, in the right mood, and we we don't want to give people a heart attack and think they're in for a long service. We gotta move it along quickly. Yishabach Shimcha Lahad Malkeinu. And just like everything else in a weekday service, it also can have a peticha and a chatima. This is true on Shabbat as well for a lot of stuff in services. We can start at that beginning, go quiet, and then come back in at Birachot vehodahot meatabiadolam. I love this blessing. We're not going to get deep into it. Uh, not this time anyway. It's beautiful. It's the same, like I said, liturgically as it is on Shabbat. It is also just like the blessing that started Pesuke de Zimra, and this really ends Pesuke de Zimra. See how the page still says it's Pesuke de Zimra? 
even though we're in Shacharit? Remember I said we were in Shacharit? We switched leaders and everything. You believe me, right? We switched leaders. We switched music. But the page still says Pesuke de Zimra. Why? Any guesses? In my book, it says Shacharit. Great. That makes it even more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. What does the bottom of the page say? Oh, there is no bottom of the page on here. Cute. Any other guesses? Is it because it's before Kaddish? Before Kaddish and before, what's the next page? Baruchu. Right? So there's just, it's just a disagreement. It's just a, it's just not even a disagreement. It's a fuzzy line. It's an, it's nuance. Don't we love nuance? Nuance is funny in this way. We've changed leaders. We've changed Nusach. We're already out of the Psalms. We're way out of the Psalms already. But here is a final blessing that is clearly a blessing of the nature that belongs to Pesuke de Zimra. Blessed is the God who is the Bocher Beshirei Zimra, the one who is the chooser in the songs of song. Melech el mean the the sovereign, the God, life everlasting, who is the God of praises, the God of wonders, the creator of wonders, the one who chooses in the songs of song, uh, or the poems of song, if you want to put it that way. Uh, I think, I think you know, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy line. It's sort of the end of Pesuke de Zimra, and it's sort of not. And then there's Chatzy Kaddish, and what's the job of Chatzy Kaddish always? The job of any Kaddish. Any Kaddish is to be the role of a divider, like in a folder. Anytime you see a Kaddish in a service, it's present there to tell you that something new is coming and you are about to move into a brand new uh, section of the liturgy. That Kaddish, as Denise was hinting at, is really there to tell us the Shacharit's for sure coming. Okay. That Kaddish, as is indicated on the prayer skeleton, is a Devar Shabik Dusha. The Kaddish and the Baruchu that follows after it, these require a minion. Starting at Yishtabach itself, you're invited to rise in the service, and we stay standing through the Baruchu. If you were to go online these days, we do Yishtabach, and then we sit, because we don't uh we don't do this particular Kaddish. We only do mourner's Kaddish. So we skip this and we skip Barhu. Everyone with me on that? We do Yishtabach and then we skip Chatzi Kaddish and Barhu because we're not doing Chatzi Kaddish or Barhu these days. Those require a minion in person on a weekday. We pick up right here at this blessing. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Yotzer Or Uvore Choshech, the creator of light and another word for creator of darkness. Ose Shalom, maker of peace, Uvore Etakol, and the creator of all. Uh, Denise, did you want to pipe in with something? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a subject for right now, but how come certain things require a minion and certain ones don't? That is a great question. Let's sidebar that question, and I promise okay. to come back to it. That's a wonderful okay. question, and I'll get deep into it. You're absolutely right to raise it. And um, what I'll address for right now is that it is, for certain, not everything, right? It's actually a very small category of things. And I'll get into how those things got assigned uh, to 
be in that category of things, but it's actually a very small category. So I can get more into that, just not in this moment. Uh, but you're you're um, but you're spot on to to note that there are, there are things that must have been assigned to that category, and I'll get into that a little bit later. I'm not sure if tonight, but for sure in this class. Uh, thank you for that question, um, and I will write it down so I don't forget it. How Divarim Shabikdusha got their name. So, I want to show you something on the prayer skeleton. Every service, I'm going to give you a special hint, both morning and evening. So this is true. What you're learning right now is true for both morning and evening services. Every service, both morning and evening, has exactly the same structure to it. Every Shacharit service and every Mariv service has exactly the same structure. And it goes like this. Call to worship with Baruchu. Two blessings, first about light, then about love. The Shema, a blessing about redemption, Ga'al Yisrael, and then the Amidah. That exact same structure happens over and over. In the evening, there is one extra blessing that happens. I'm going to show you where, and then I'll take it away from the skeleton. It happens right here, where I'm putting in this extra bullet. It's a blessing called Hashkivenu, asking God to watch over us because nighttime is scary. And then we add in a Chatzik Kaddish in the evening. In the morning, that's not there. There's no Chatzik Kaddish. We go straight from redemption to the Amidah, ideally without even stopping to say Amen, depending, according to, depending on which authority you ask. Okay. So same structure always. We always say blessing number one about light, blessing number two about love, Shema, blessing number three about Ga'al Yisrael, redemption, and then Amidah. On Shabbat, there's just more stuff stuffed in there, more poetry stuffed in there. But on a weekday, like we were saying before, we got places to be. So what have we done so far in Shachri? We started with Yishtabach, Yishtabach Shemchalad, Malkeinu, one really short paragraph, and then Chatzikadosh, Baruchu. That's what we looked at so far. Baruchu is a call to worship. We've stayed standing for Yishtabach, for Chatzikadosh, and for Baruchu. The prayer leader bows. Baruchu et Adushem Hamvorach. We bow in return. This is all with a minion in person. Baruch Adushem Hamvorach Leolam Vahed. Prayer leader returns the bow. Baruch Adushem Hamvorach Leolam Vahed. And then we're seated as we say this extra blessing that's not counted in those blessings. See this little Yotzer Or right here? We say to ourselves. And then we have these couple of paragraphs. They're lovely. They're very poetic. They're all about the one who shines light on the earth and awaken sort of the grasses and the creatures of the universe, the God who's great. This is poetry. You know how this is poetry? I'm going to show you how you know. Because the editors of the Sidor highlighted for us that this is an acrostic. If you've ever said this paragraph and you've thought, these are weird words. Someone seems to be trying very hard here. El Baruch Gedol Dea Hechinu Chama. That sounds, it rhymes a little. But also, it sounds like a little bit of awkward on your tongue Hebrew. That's because they're working very hard. Have you ever, you know, do you remember doing those acrostic poems for somebody named like Annabelle? And by the time you got to like the third E in it, you're like, 
What's another E word? I mean, really, like they're working very hard in this acrostic poem to get fancy words in. And then by the time they get to Tav, they just go on. Miss Supreme Kavodeluk du Chateau, right? Telling of the glory and of, of their, of God's, uh, sanctity. And then to this line, Tiparach Adonai Eloheinu al Shavach Maaseya Decha, on the praise of the, of the deeds of God's hand. We're still talking about the praise that we're giving God for the lights that God puts out in the universe. We always start with the praise about light in the universe. So this is opening poetry about the lights, the orbs that God created, the sun and the moon, because that's the celestial, uh, the ideation of about celestial creation that God made at the beginning of the world. And then a couple more paragraphs. We get to this concept of a miniature Kedusha that happens here. This is all leading up to this first blessing about light. We get inserted into this structure here, this little miniature back and forth of a Kedusha. It starts at the beginning of this page with a little bit of a of a poetic insertion about the angelic being. And actually, we can read it in the English first. It's kind of fun. Okay. Here we go. You fashion angelic spirits to serve you in the highest heavens. In chorus, they reverently chant words of the living God, the eternal sovereign. Adoring, beloved, and choice are they all, in awe fulfilling their creator's will. In purity and sanctity, they raise their voices in song and psalm, praising, extolling, and exalting, declaring the power, holiness, and majesty. So this is all about the vision of the angelic creatures up in heaven praising God. Where else do we see that in our liturgy? Where else will we see that a little later on? In the full... Oh, yep, Denise. Um, is there a part in Kedusha when it talks about the angels? Yes, exactly. And we get to this miniature Kedusha here. So... Here, here we have, and they all receive upon them the yoke of the kingship of the heavens, one upon the other, and they give permission one to the other. They do this in like clear and, and nice language. Everybody is saying, each of them as all, sorry, all of them as one, kulam onim, Answering the Omerim and saying Beira in awe, all of them as one answering and saying, which is why we all say together this bold line Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzavaot, Nalochola, Aritz Kabodo. So the line here speaks to the choreography, which is even if you've gotten lost in reading the English of this liturgy yourself, because remember, we're not talking, chatting with one another at this point, we're in our own. Shachari davening, our own Shachari prayers ourselves. Even if you've gotten a bit lost yourself, you want to find yourself back here together with everyone answering, Kulam keechad onim veomrim beyira, and saying, Kadosh, 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 Adonai tzvaot, Melochol haaretz kevodo, Vehaofanim vechayot hakodesh. And these different types of angelic creatures that are sacred, but Ra'ash Gadol, in this great noise and crash. Again, this inviting language that they're going to declare together, 
Baruch Kevod Adonai Mimekomo. Blessed is the glory of God from God's place. Baruch Kevod Adonai Mimekomo. Or Baruch Kevod Adonai Mimekomo. You just followed the lead of the leader. Whatever they're using in their Nusach, you followed their lead in singing along with them. So this also exists here in transliteration on the next opposite page, right? Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzvao, Maloch Laaretz Kavodo. Same with Baruch Kavod Adonai Mimakomo, because we're encouraged to sing along. All right? Those are two really critical sing-along points. And then we go quiet into our own private whispered prayer. Le'el Baruch Whisper, 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 whisper. As we pray quietly, this paragraph, this final paragraph about God being the creator of lights, and then we have the person leading say out loud, Or Chadash Tahir, a new light will shine over Zion. And may we all soon merit in its light. Baruch Kavod, Baruch Ata Adonai, Yahutzer Hameorot. And that's blessing number one. So I walked us through that page pretty slowly, but it only takes us one page. Remember, the page before is Baruchu. This is the Baruchu page. This is the next page in Hebrew that gets us to blessing number one. After that little miniature Kedusha. So that Kedusha doesn't exist in the evening version. Correct. Even though the, the evening. Rest <laughs> yeah, say that again. You know, the rest is similar. You still say the Shema, you still have the Barfu. Yeah. The, the, the attempt in the evening prayers is to make it, again, because of nighttime being scary, as short as possible, as, as very short as possible. The only thing that was added was the prayer for nighttime being scary, which is Hashkevenu, which did lengthen it by that one paragraph. Uh, but everything else about it is shorter. This is taken out. Those first paragraphs about Hameir La'aretz also taken out in the evening prayers. It is really short in the evening and no repetition of the Amidah, right? So there, it really is as short as we can possibly make the evening services because we want to get people done. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This one is not present in the evening. So that's it for Yotzer HaMe'orot. And that's where we end this little bit. Any other? That's a great observation. Any other observations or thoughts on this page? Anyone notice any other poetry or interesting things about this page? All right. Last thing I'll point out is that Kulam Ahuvim Kulam Berurim Kulam Giborim is a nice little attempt at a miniature acrostic. I always enjoy that. Okay. Let's look at one last page and then we'll end for tonight. Next page, which people tend to be really familiar with because there's some great tunes written to it. Ahava Raba Ahavtanu. This is exactly the same um, on uh, weekdays liturgically as it is on Shabbat. Just different music. Ahava Raba Ahavtanu with a great and abundant, deep love. You have loved us, God. Where did it and uh, this is the the love page, the love prayer, um, and about our our loving relationship with God. This is done entirely in a whisper. 
on a weekday because we're not going to go singing this page all out loud on a Shabbat morning. We might be singing Ava Rabav Tanu and and all sorts of great melodies on a weekday morning. We're trying to get through, so we're davening, we're davening. And as we get to the bottom of this page, if you're wearing a talit, we gather the corners of our tzitziot. Because this last paragraph speaks to Vahavienu Lishalom Meyarbak Kamfota Aretz, God gathering us from the four corners of the earth. So we gather our fringes in anticipation of the, what comes next? Shema. Shema, exactly. These are the first two blessings before the Shema. That's the way to have a participatory class is to have people think you're muted and you just say stuff. It's great. So I guess that's not a coincidence that the paragraph before literally says four corners of the earth. No, not a coincidence at all. And by the way, I I don't know if people think very often about the profound Zionist and theological statement being made by singing that paragraph to Hatikva. I'm sure the first time that it was sung, it was both deeply emotional and deeply Zionist. And now I don't know how much people think about that. Seeing that paragraph to the national anthem of Israel and will be gathered from the four corners of the earth is like a, that's a pretty, to tie that messianic idea of God gathering us from the four corners of the earth to the idea of the modern state of Israel is really powerful. That's a very strong idea. And then the blessing that ends this page is Habocher, the one who chooses or the chooser of Be'amo in their people, Yisrael, Israel, Be'ahava, in love. God loves us. God keeps choosing us. And on that, so the first blessing is on light, Yotzer or, sorry, Yotzer HaMe'orot, the creator of the lights, and then love, and then we've got our fringes gathered, and we go straight into the Shema. I guess I have one last minute to add a thought, that in this COVID time, you may notice that when we get to the Shema, we add these three words, El Melech Ne'eman, we add those because if there's no Minyan, we're adding in these extra words at the beginning. So these are added anytime that we're praying individually which is its whole own subject, not just during COVID, but generally all of these prayer services can be prayed individually. None of them are restricted to being prayed. In fact, all of them ought to be prayed individually if you can't pray them with a minion. Uh, ideally, they're being prayed in their proper times by you individually. You just skip the things that are devarim shabikdusha that can only be done in a minion. All of them can be done by you on your own in English if you need to or want to. I'm going to stop the screen share and uh, leave this open for a few minutes to any questions or comments or thoughts that are lingering for you. That was a lot of information. So the overview for today is that we, every weekday morning, get through a Pesuke de Zimra that could be as minimal as Baruch Shammar, Ashrei, and Psalm 150. And you could spend all your time just getting through those three and you'd be fine. You'd be kosher. In fact, you'd be adhering to an authentic, minimalist 
Pasuke de Zimra to warm you up to get into the Shacharit service. And then we get to Shacharit and we quiet ourselves to prepare for an uninterrupted prayer service. And so far, we have gotten to the call to worship, which comes right after Yishtabach. So Yishtabach into the call to worship, which is the Baruchu, a brief blessing of Yotzer, or, and then we've just gotten up through the first two blessings before Shema. Next week, we'll pick up with the Shema. We'll do the blessing that's after it. And we'll move on after that to the Amidah itself. But the structure of Shacharit is, it's really tight. It's just this few pages of, you know, it's, it's really, it's really intended. It started as this vehicle to help us get to the Amidah. And it was built out with the Baruchu and with the Shema. And there are just these islands of blessings that come between it. It's pretty, pretty simple. I'm trying to help you understand the structure as straightforwardly as I possibly can. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to TBA. LA.org.